This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Before I start today's podcast, I'd like to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the Working Woman Radio Show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different packages available that pretty much can meet any advertising budget. So if you'd like more information about becoming a sponsor, go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com, click on the link for sponsorship, download the information and give us a call. I'd be happy to help you. Well, I am proud and happy and ecstatic to announce that the Working Woman Radio Show has officially turned one year old. Yay! And we are thrilled. Over the past year, I have had a blast interviewing guests, and I'm so grateful to each one of them for taking time out of their busy schedule to share their wisdom with my audience about what they do. I'm also very, very grateful to all of my listeners who tune in each week or who tune in regularly uh, and listen and share the program. Without you, I frankly just wouldn't have a show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I don't want to forget to thank my husband, who's been my sound engineer, uh, for all of his help and his work. I also want to thank my daughter, Adriana, uh, for doing all some of the social media, not all, but some of the social media. I appreciate both of them immensely. Well, as a way to celebrate the accomplishments of the past year, I thought it would be really neat to do a special episode featuring some short clips of the top 10 most listened to shows uh, for the past year. Now, just so you know, I enjoyed every one of the shows, but I picked these top 10 episodes based on the number of downloads that I received from the analytics um, that the network gave me. So this is purely um, based on the numbers that I got from the network. So um, just so you know, um, because I enjoyed every show. Well, I arranged the clips in um, descending order, meaning that I will start with number 10 and work my way back to the number one most listened to podcast of the Working Woman Radio Show for the past year. So here we go. Coming in at number 10 is episode 12 called PR and Marketing for the Female Entrepreneur. Special guest Elizabeth Dyson, who's the owner of Shiny Inc., a boutique public relations firm, uh, and who has over 30 years experience in marketing and communications, was my guest for that show. During the interview, we talked about how many entrepreneurs don't understand the difference between public relations and marketing, and because of that, they have difficulty getting the sales they need to move their business forward. I asked Lizbeth to explain the difference between marketing, advertising, and public relations, and she gave me a terrific explanation. Here's what she said. Okay, it's a pretty common um, question. Mm -hmm. um, marketing involves a lot of different tactics, mm -hmm. um, and public relations is just a part of that overall effort. Mm -hmm. um, 
the best and simplest explanation I've ever heard um, explaining how the whole thing works mm -hmm. um, came from one of my female mentors in mm -hmm. the PR industry named Laura Borgsteed, um, who's um, CEO of the PR agency Callisto Communications, mm -hmm. which, by the way, employs mostly women. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, yes. <laughs> she, in, in a client meeting one day, she explained uh -huh. how marketing and all the various tactics work this way. Yes. If the circus comes to town yes. and you paint a sign saying circus is coming to the fairground Saturday, yeah. that's advertising. Right. If you put a sign on the back of an elephant and walk it into town, that's promotion. Okay. If the elephant walks to the mayor's flower bed, that's publicity. <laughs> And if you get the mayor to laugh about it, that's public relations. Oh, wow. Now, if you did all of those things on purpose, that's marketing. Wow. If the town citizens go to the circus, see the entertainment booths, talk to you about how much fun they'll have spending their money, uh -huh. and you answer their questions, yes. and they spend a lot of money, yes. that sales. Wow. I love it. Boy, that's a comprehensive mm -hmm. explanation. I've never heard it broken down like that. Coming in in the number nine slot is episode 33, Teaching School Online. Allison Forte Paul, a veteran teacher at Decatur High School where she serves as the Health and Physical Education Department Chair, was my guest for that particular show. I interviewed her this past spring to talk about teaching online during COVID-19, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Near the end of the interview, I asked her to share one final piece of advice that she would give to parents, students, and to her fellow teachers. Here's um, a few of her words of wisdom about that. Yourself, mm -hmm. along with your students, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I, everybody in this, get yeah. active, get fun, yeah. and get fresh air. Oh my God, everybody. that is the truth yeah. anyhow. Coming in in the number eight slot was episode 23, Going back to work after baby. My niece, Ambrielle Smith, was the featured guest for that show. Ambrielle is the mommy of two young children. She is also an educator who works with the Houston School District. At the time of this interview, she had recently returned to work after having her second baby. And I asked her to share um, some suggestions, some ideas about what women who recently had babies can wear uh, when they go back to work. Here's what she said. You know, I, I did two different. I did it two different ways. Mm -hmm. The first go around, I bought all maternity clothing. Okay. Um, and I realized that it was no longer. It, I couldn't use it anymore. Oh wow. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> after I had the baby, it was just it, some of the items were too big, right. or the, right. you know. Um, the second go around, what I did was purchase clothing, regular clothing, mm -hmm. and I just purchased a size bigger, or I would purchase things that stretched. Wow. Um, I also did nursing. Yes. Uh, about nursing clothing because there's sometimes some give in that sure. sure and i found that those items work best right uh, you lose quite a bit of weight, of weight after the baby but you still don't lose it all right. so it helps to have some room and you don't want to be uncomfortable all definitely this definitely you definitely don't want to be uncomfortable so you just bought regular clothing just a little bit mm -hmm. bigger I bought the regular clothing a little bit bigger. And I did have a couple pair of maternity jeans. Yes. But you can't really get out of those. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> That's true. You do need the maternity Now, was there, any, was there any places in particular that you like to shop at? Any particular stores that you just said you must go to these kinds? And, and they may not have those stores everywhere. Yeah. But were there any particular stores that you really uh, kind of um, went more toward? 
My favorites were Motherhood yeah. and Target. Oh, um, I knew you were going to say Target. <laughs> I, I, I am a Target girl. Yeah, I Target. We, I, we love Target around here, too. <laughs> but Target was really good. Motherhood is um, mm-hmm. sometimes can be very pricey. Okay. Uh, Target is a little bit more you know, reasonable. Coming in in the number seven slot is episode five, The Self-Employed Woman Part One. My guest for this show was none other than Angela Paul, who happens to be one of my best friends. She is the Chief Operating Officer of Math Plus Educational Services. Angela has tutored and taught math and science for over 30 years, and she has a very successful business. In this clip, I asked her about the ins and outs of setting up a home-based business. Here's how she responded. Well, one of the things that that I did first with starting a home-based business was I talked with other women. Okay. Um, I looked at other people, what things that they were doing to get and ideas of how to how to run things. Sure, you know? sure. Um, one person that I talked in from the early days was was running a program that mm-hmm. was a great idea. Mm-hmm. But she told me that her first year in running the program, she lost five thousand oh, dollars. Okay. And I knew that my family couldn't afford to lose five thousand no, dollars. Five thousand dollars is a lot of money so for a lot of people. That that caused me to really sit down right. and look at everything to. Um, so that I could be sure mm-hmm. that I was making a wise decision mm-hmm. with, with things financially. Right. You know, you know, it says in Proverbs 31, when it talks about the virtuous woman, yes. that she sees that her yes. accounting yes. is well, profitable. That's right. Know? That's right. So she makes sure her trade was profitable. That's so, right. That's so that's right. one of the things, one of yeah. the first things that I did. Okay. So you looked at the, the financial part of it, and which stands to reason since you are a numbers girl. Yes. <laughs> you and your husband. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, but I'm curious as to, um, other logistical things, physical things that you did uh, in your home. And I know for every business, um, for every home-based business, that might look a little different, but there are some things that you have to consider before setting up a business. Well, yeah, because you definitely, there are things that you have to consider before mm-hmm. setting up a business. Mm-hmm. Um, if your business is home-based and you're meeting clients in your right. home, you do right. have to have dedicated space right. in your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and, and for me, initially, that mm-hmm. space was not completely separated from my, right. my family space. But then we, we right. were able to move into mm-hmm. a home where I did have a dedicated space right. for that. Right. Um, but even if you don't have a dedicated space, you do have to have a dedicated space for your things of your Absolutely. craft, whatever for it is. Your, you know? work. Yeah. Um, Because you don't want to waste time no. searching for things, trying to figure things out. In the sixth slot is episode 24, Black Hair in the Workplace, Part 1. Episode 24 featured special guest, Dr. Andrea Christian Parks. Dr. Christian Parks is a board certified obstetrician, gynecologist, and lifestyle medicine physician. Additionally, she is certified as an integrative nutrition health coach. Uh, She's been caring for women in clinical practice for more than a decade, and she has an emphasis on natural and holistic living. In this clip, I asked Dr. Andrea, uh, about the health problems associated with putting toxic chemicals in our hair. Here's what she had to say. You know, there's, I think all of us who came from the era of everyone having um, mm-hmm. relaxers right. know that a lot of those very harsh chemicals mm-hmm. can cause immediate right. effects. Right. You can burn your scalp. Definitely. You can cause immediate so we irritation. Knew that. Right. We know that. Mm-hmm. But I think we forget the key mm-hmm. to all of this, which is that your skin, which mm-hmm. includes your scalp, yes. is your first line of defense mm-hmm. against a lot of the outside world. Right. But it's not 
a barrier in the sense of a plastic sheet. Right. It is absorbent. And right. so whatever you apply to your skin, including your scalp, gets absorbed into your body. Absolutely. I think the problem with so many of the things that we put on our skin or we put on our hair is that there are a lot of ingredients in those in those mm -hmm. um, products mm -hmm. that are not regulated, not mm -hmm. tested, wow. and we don't know what they are, oh and we don't God. know what the effect on the body is. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them have what we call estrogenic effects, right. which are mm -hmm. items in those products that mimic the estrogen that's already in your body. Wow. And when that happens, that upsets the hormonal balance that should be mm -hmm. already in your body. That's right. And so when we use particularly fragrances, mm -hmm. and that is a hard one to get away from, oh boy, fragrances yeah. in yeah. everything. Oh my goodness, yes. Then we have put things into our body, mm -hmm. thinking we're just putting it on yeah, the surface. Right. You're not thinking that this is being absorbed through your into your bloodstream. Exactly. We're mm -hmm. not remembering that it's mm -hmm. actually going into our body, and then we really don't understand that it's upsetting yeah. the hormonal Very environment so. that we need to have in the body. Wow. Um, I think that the key thing to know about fragrance specifically, and I'm mm -hmm. happy to talk about it more if mm -hmm. you need to, mm -hmm. but fragrance is a general term yeah. that is not defined in the cosmetic industry. Wow. And it doesn't have to be. It's considered proprietary information. Coming in in the fifth slot is episode 21, The New Working Woman, Landing Your First Job. Jessica Harden, a fourth grade teacher for the past three years at an elementary school in Gwinnett County, Georgia, was the feature guest for that particular show. In our interview, she gives tips on how to land your first job after college. In the particular clip you're about to hear, she specifically talks about the role that networking and social media played in helping her land her job. Take a listen. Your social media needs to be either professional yes. or not the opposite of professional. Oh, yeah, yeah. And right? I'm glad you said that because yeah. I do want to touch on that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, no one wants to hire a teacher who yeah. their page is, is yeah. cluttered with yeah. questionable Things. pictures yeah, and we've, questionable we've statements. Seen issues with that. Absolutely. Even in my teaching role, it's like I'm aware of that. Really? The fact that my social media needs to be, be clean. It needs yeah. to be clean. It needs it's to be, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If, if one of my parents yeah. were to find me yeah, in front right. of me, I need a to not be ashamed yeah. exactly. of anything that's Sure, sure. Um, so that's huge. And so definitely, I know, and, yeah. and they told us leaving college, like, people are looking at your social and media. In the fourth slot is episode four, When Mom Goes Back to Work. My good friend Karen Becker was the featured guest for this episode. Karen is a former full-time homeschool mom who decided to go back to school and become a nurse when her children started to graduate and go off to college. She currently works as a registered pediatric nurse uh, with medically fragile and technology-dependent children at a Metro Atlanta hospital. During the interview, I asked her how a woman re-entering the workforce can create a winning resume if she's had a significant employment gap. Here's how she responded. A lot of it has to do with mm -hmm. changing mm -hmm. the descriptions of what you've done True. say you know i know that i trained my children you know we homeschooled sure. um you know it was definitely a training ground but then you start changing some of the adjectives mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. look like the position that you want exactly so um you know i use words like mm -hmm. um uh 
mm-hmm. advocacy because yes. I was an advocate for my children. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yes. Um, yes. Money yes. management. Oh, yes. You um, did all of that. Teamwork. Right. And whatever I, I knew that as a nurse, right. those were going to be things that they're going to be looking at right. you know, on my resume sure. because it wasn't extensive, you know, um, but any kind of experiences, sure. you know, that you have, sure. you make sure that you put those on there sure. so that they understand that you just haven't been changing right. diapers exactly. for 30 years. In the third spot um, is episode 19, stress management for the working woman. In this episode, special guest Enwandi Lawson, a media professional and businesswoman, mother and spiritually conscious individual, shares how she integrates her faith uh, with the physical to help manage the inevitable stresses of life as a busy working woman. When I asked her about the kinds of things she does for relaxation and self-care, she shared this. Well, you know, often when we talk about de-stress, again, you know, yeah. this is a very commercial society. So yeah. we're always thinking about things that we can sell people. If you yeah, will. of course. And de-stress yeah. or relaxation yeah. is one of the things that we try to sell people. Yeah, we do. So, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not right. decrying right. the idea of a good massage. Right. I like one from right. time to time right. Or, right. Or, right. or a vacation somewhere. Sure, sure, sure. But I would say that I think a lot of what we can do to de-stress is simply to rest. Yes. There's a wonderful group here in Atlanta. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with the NAP Ministry. Have you Oh, no. You'll have to search social media. I will. I'll put that on. The NAP ministry emerges from actually the Candler School of Theology. Oh, really? Where a a, a woman who was studying divinity there, she actually came to the conclusion in some of her research and how she was actually getting run down. Yeah. But this is actually a tool of capitalism, making us into commodities. Oh my God. And so she's developed a whole system. Some of it is art installations. Yes. Last year they had a nap in yes. out at uh, at one of the, yeah. the the major venues here in Atlanta. Okay, just rest. Really you know? serious. So so nap does it does is that an acronym or is no, it seriously it, it nap? It literally means rest. Nap. Wow. Nap. Lie down. Really? And so I think you know sometimes people again yeah. if we think about to do list. Right. My goodness, I can't, I can't rest. I have no I have time to. for that. But personally, yeah, yeah, I find yeah. the rest to be very, very beneficial. In the number two slot uh, is episode 20, The Working Woman's Guide to Fitness. In this episode, I discuss fitness tips for the working woman with personal trainer and exercise specialist Anita Johnson Rigmaiden. Because many women work full-time jobs and have husbands and children and houses to maintain and and other commitments, it can be very difficult to find time to exercise. Well, Anita talks very candidly about how to make exercise a priority. Take a listen to what she has to say. Well, if I may, I want to speak a little bit about time. time. I had a dime for every time someone <laughs> told me really? I don't have enough time to exercise. Yeah. I, I think that as working women, yeah. as mothers, mm-hmm. as wives, mm-hmm. taking care of the home and mm-hmm. being a part of the PTA mm-hmm. and booster clubs yeah, and all your church that. ministries, mm-hmm. we have all these things going on. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing we have in common, the best thing we have going for us, mm-hmm. we're schedule driven. Yes. When we create the schedule for the day, yes. for the week, mm-hmm. we follow it true and I think it's important for us to remember to put 
fitness on that schedule. schedule. Absolutely. And if it's on the schedule, we'll work the schedule. True, because we're good at that. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. We will work the schedule. So I think that's the first part of that. And a a lot of people ask me, well, how do I do that? Yes. If from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, I'm moving, moving, moving. Yeah. How do I do that? Right. And um, I, I tell them all the time, Look at your week. Yes. And you know that, hey, my child has this, this, and this on this day. I have this meeting on that day. Sure. Find a day where you have, like on Monday, you may only have 30 minutes. Right. Wednesday, you may have an hour. Right. Friday, you may have an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. So now you know these are times I can stick in some workouts. Wow. And the number one podcast for the Working Woman Radio Show for the past year is drum roll please episode 17 the working women of ministry part one in this episode my good friend emily tayez a pastor's wife and a ministry leader discusses the joys and challenges of being a woman who works in church ministry she and her husband carlos are currently pastoring a house church in um uh in northeast atlanta Um, and she shares very candidly about the joys and the stresses of being a woman in ministry. During the interview, I asked Emily how she balances life as a pastor's wife and as a ministry leader. Here's what she had to say. I mean, the reality, and I will be the first to admit that family is often the first thing that we sacrifice. Wow. Right? Yeah, it is. I'm not speaking like, yeah, but it is. Saying, I've seen that over and on. over that's what again. Happens, right? Yeah. Because people are calling, people are Pulling visiting, people are asking you to do things, mm-hmm. and children give so much grace. Yeah, they and do. So it's very easy it's to take it. advantage okay. of that. Yeah. In our ministry, there's a further complication, and mm. that is that our church meets in our home. Right. In different homes, but our yeah. home is one of our right. host right. homes. Right. And so our children are very much in in the mix mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i would say i don't necessarily know that we separate yeah our family from yeah. our ministry yeah. it kind of all just blends together sure but we've realized that if we are not intentional mm-hmm. we can let things yes. slide yeah, absolutely and so we have talked a lot and tried to implement a lot some boundaries for our family okay making sure that we have specific nights of the week where it's just our family. That's good. And, um, you know, with all of our kids now being in school, yes. we seriously, we take seriously vacations and yes. holidays yes. from school. And so for our spring break, yes. for our fall break, mm-hmm. if we can, mm-hmm. we try to get out of town yeah. for at least yeah. one of those. Yeah, and I think um, that's excellent. Yeah. Well, folks, our time together is just about up, but I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I really did. I can truly say that the um, it's been a joy recapping on all the wonderful interviews. And again, each podcast interview was very meaningful to me. Thanks again to all my wonderful guests. And thanks so much to each of you who listen. Also, if you would like to listen to any of these podcasts that I just talked about in full, um, just visit the Working Woman Radio Show website and click the link of the one that you're uh, looking for. 
or feel free to listen to any of the ones that are on the website. Download them, share them uh, with friends and family. If you haven't already done so, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to the theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show page. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can also go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page and become a friend. Please share your comments and questions because we really do want to hear from you. God bless and we will see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show.